you have seen that from my enrolling in math classes and my top grades in them, almost everyone would jump to the conclusion that I was a math fanatic. But actually the opposite is true. I told you that I took math like a medicine which made me sick. The explanation makes perfect sense. People jump to conclusions with me. That is not agreeable if someone puts you in a box and never lets you out again. I once took a test, a test as part of a class on psychological measurement. I think it was the Meyer-Briggs personality test. This test puts you in a box. You have a certain personality. Mine, I think, was some artistic, creative, chaotic kind of personality. The professor later instructed me about a complex set of tasks which I had to perform as part of my assistantship. I, of course, took out my notepad and wrote down a list of duties. The professor was totally surprised. She called out, People like you don't make any lists. Everybody tries to box. Teachers, psychological tests, marketing guys, psychologists, drill sergeant, priests. The letters sometimes have only two boxes for each category of your behavior. Sinful versus holy. Alcoholic, an uh, Alcoholics Anonymous does the same. You get slam drunk for every of a hundred days. Everybody treats you poor sinner nicely and feels compassion for you. Although your success rate in being sober is a meager zero percent. But somehow this does the trick and the next 99 days you are sober and just screw up on the 100s and get slam drunk. Now everybody is on your back. You yourself feel like a failure even though you went from a 0% to a 99% success rate. Maybe something in you said without you consciously stating it. I've been such a good guy for 99 days that deserves some celebration. Or being sober and not drinking, anything is not fun. I had enough of it. Oh, 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 these are sinful thoughts. The devil alcohol put them in your head. Let me tell you about a different procedure of mine which I once did with one of my clients. He came in because he drank 24 bottles of beer each day. Over time this created problems of a personal sort and also a, fin a, fi a financial one because 24 bottles do not cost nothing. I asked him, can you tell me how that goes? How do you go about drinking the 24 bottles? He answers, I drink one, two, three, four bottles and then I cannot stop anymore and drink the next 20 in quick succession until I pass out. I said, that seems wasteful to me. 
You seem to enjoy only the first whole bottle and then sort of waste the next 20. I have the following suggestion for you. I want you to enjoy all 24 bottles. You paid for them. You should enjoy them. So I suggest this. You drink four bottles first. Now you, if you now continue, you waste 20 of them. 20 divided by 4 equals 5. You now have the opportunity of 5 more 4 bottle long drinks. So after the first 4 bottle, you stop. Wait. You decide how long and do something pleasant. Maybe have sex with your girlfriend for a change. She did not like it anymore in the past because you were too drunk for it. Then think, the next, then drink the next set of four bottles and again carefully enjoy them. Again you do something fun. There are unlimited opportunities for it in humans, even here in Rocky Mount, Virginia. I am your counselor. I can also offer counsel in that respect. Finish your 24 bottles the way some pra practice coitus interruptus. Maybe you can even save some for the next day. He asked me what I meant with coitu coitus interruptus. I explained that to him, but I will not do it here. You will have to look it up yourself. The above procedure worked out really well. He went from two 12-packs to one and from there to a six-pack per day, without any painful abstinence, and all on his own free timetable. In the meantime, I advised him how to have more fun. Now you know what I mean when I said I use, use math of label. An important part of math is logic. And the above is built on logic. Math, however, has formal logic, a logic that is written in formulae. The logic was devised to help mathematicians with their thinking. You might say, what? You say that mathematicians need help with their reasoning? Do you remember the German professor who made a mistake and did not notice it? But this was long after formal logic was created in 1890. Actually, when I mentioned the German professor, God, that was in the given context something like a pun. But it raises the following question. Did the creation of formal logic really help mathematicians? Oh my God, you might say, I do not care about this crap. I do not like math anyway. I could care less. Well, the formal logic created the formal math of today. Because you do not like it, this change of the previous math did not help you. The situation is like this. Bombers level a beautiful medieval town. Modern city planners built modern, concrete, geometrically perfect cold buildings instead. You live in them, 
now and you do not even know that there was a colorful, somewhat unsanitary, complex 2,000-year-old city before. The people who did the bombing and reconstruction do not let you know. They do, they do, they do like, uh, you do not like to live in modern buildings. The bombers do. However, a prominent one amongst them comes up and says, Well, even our own children do not really thrive in these new buildings. We should really bring some old buildings back so that they can grow up healthier. This actually really happened. Now, if you ask me whether I prefer old or new town, I cannot give you a definite answer. I would say, I lived in Newtown new for many decades until I learned everything I wanted to learn. Now I prefer Old Town, but I also understand why they bombed it. I understand the motivation of communist revolutionaries. However, I do not appreciate the damages they are doing. They killed too many people and then their society collapsed anyway. Soviet Russia did, the dictator Hotcha of Albania did, Yugoslavia did, East Germany and all the Soviet republics. Some are teetering along like Cuba and North Korea. China did not collapse so far. She had two phases, the revolutionary phase based on the theory of Karl Marx and the establishment phase based on the politics of Bismarck. China today is some, something like a socialist monarchy, as a Germany under Bismarck. I hope they get away with it. An implosion would do, not do anybody any good. So we better get used to the following fact. Life is constant problem solving, not only for us. It is even so for animals and plants. They need to solve problems to survive. There are tiny plants who live in dark spaces. They glow. They do so because they have solved their problem. The light is rare, but they need it to grow. So they have developed little mirrors which collect it and then direct it to a spot in themselves where it is used to build their food. Then there are little fish who live within jellyfish and are like pilots for the blind creatures. One of the difficult problems in marital therapy are couples who have become sort of allergic to each other. I once spoke with a psychiatrist who told me parenthetically that it made his skin crawl seeing and hearing his wife eat an apple. He had just told me without any awareness that they would divorce each other, which actually happened soon afterwards. Remember the guy with 24 bottles, per, uh, 24 bottles of beer per day? Do you fight this as a counsellor? Do you portray it as negative? Almost everybody does, including the guy himself. That's why he came to counseling. However, these 
so-called normal reaction might not be the best. They are understandable. Almost everybody reacts this way, but it does not make it right. Imagine, imagine a classical gunfight. Your opponent starts firing at you wildly. You flinch, close your eyes, fire back full of fear, not really aiming because you expect being hit any time. Your reaction is understandable, but not the best. So if you have time, look carefully and do not just fire away. Let us first address 24 bottles. It is very difficult to make another person do something. The best way is to let the person do it, her or himself, voluntarily, and not because you want to stop the person do some crap. You can camouflage this as much as you want. It will, however, transpire that you think the behavior is not acceptable. The person also will fear, feel your implicit violence. You have to solve a problem. This, that is the main task, not some knee-jerk reflex. The same would be true for a psychiatrist if he had decided to get help before he got divorced. That, however, is not easy on his part because he himself has let himself fall into incessant knee drugs. I can't stand her. Look at how she eats. Disgusting. She drools. She chews and munches like a greedy pig. And so on. Divorce is bad. The kids will suffer. Well, how do you know, dear counselor? I once had a couple with two kids. She was American. He drum. And he had a lover. She was deeply depressed because she had the same idea. Divorce is bad. The kids will suffer. So I told her that I would help her to save her marriage. You want it, so I want it. However, the husband refused to come. She, how will that work without him? I, though, I said, goal number one is to undepress you. I will try and build you up. You are down and out. Sorry to tell you that allows your, uh, allows your husband to have the affair. What are you doing right now, crying and sobbing? You are not much of a danger to his affair. So why should he stop it? Why should he come? You are taking it that he has an affair and that he refuses to come. And in addition, you feel lousy and the kids do too. However, the more you get out of your hole, the more you can help your kids too. If the mother is shaky, kids become anxious. If your self-confidence grows, the more antsy your husband will become. At a certain point, he will come here to check this damn counselor out who destabilizes the situation. This is exactly what happened. A few weeks later, the cold is arctic. The husband comes with his wife, but remains in the car. The cold is so severe that the heating of the car won't keep him from freezing. I let him in the car 
for half an hour to make sure that this is happening. Then I send my client down to tell him. Come up into the warm waiting room. It's stupid to stay in a car. We will have a longer session anyway. So he comes up and I ask him whether he would be willing to talk to me to give me his side of the story. He was and did. Wife was in the waiting room. So I listened to him for quite a while. Then I say, I can understand that it is quite agreeable in our boring culture to have the women at the same time. I can help your wife get her self-confidence back. Otherwise, she'll divorce you because she won't be able to continue, to continue suffering so much. But there's a danger. Her self-confidence will grow, but then she will divorce you too, now for the opposite reason. He just laughed and said, That will never happen. My wife is a weak person. She always has uh, had low self-confidence. She'll never have the backbone to divorce me. So I continue to help her with saving her marriage. One day she tells me a dream. She was at the picnic with her husband and other people. Then she got bored. She goes to her car whose windows are down. Her husband runs after her. She rolls the windows up and drives away. I knew that this was it. A little later she tells me, stop trying to save my marriage. When I look back honestly, I have to admit that I never really liked him anyway. I, that is probably why he got the lover. If you are interested, I am going to invite her. We might have a lot to talk about. So we are together in a room, wife, husband, lover and I. The women get along great. The wife gets a lover herself. All four of them go to the village here together with the kids. The villagers who had gossiped for a long time about the affair now have a new story to report to each other. Husband and wife get a very amicable divorce. The divorce judge tells them that he had never seen anything like this in his long career. I asked the kids who had, had nightmares at the beginning of the treatment how they were going, uh, doing now. They answered, we are fine, much better than before. Now we have two mummies and two daddies and we get uh, presents from all of them. End of episode 3.